Welcome to Chat You Up, Shahaba City Library's new YA podcast, where we read young adult books and then review them for you. I'm your host, Gabby, and today we have something extra special for you. I'll be talking with local author Jenna Guillaume, whose debut novel, What I Like About Me, was released in early 2019. Welcome, Jenna. Thanks for having me. So could we just start with a brief explanation of what your book is about? Yes. So What I Like About Me is a summer romance about a 16-year-old girl called Maisie who dreams of having the kind of summer that she sees in the movie she's obsessed with where, you know, she has fun with friends, everything goes right. And, of course, things do not go (laughs) right at all. Um, You know, basically from the beginning, things start to go wrong. And so the book is all about her experiences trying to get her summer back on track. (laughs) And I would like to say that I did really enjoy it when I read it. Thank you. But it was to the point where I got to the end and I was like, oh, it's ended. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice (laughs) feeling. It was like, this is too short. (laughs) Make it longer next time. (laughs) Um, So... What was what would you say was your inspiration for writing What I Like About Me? My inspiration was, first and foremost, I wanted to write a YA romance that was mm-hmm. set in Australia because yeah. I really love summer romances and young adult romances, but I felt like so many of the ones that I was reading and watching were all American. Yeah. And um, I just really craved some Australian touchstones within that framework of a summer romance. Mm-hmm. So that was my starting point. But what was really interesting was as I developed the character of Maisie, she just became such a loud voice in my head. And yeah. then through learning and getting to know her, I actually realized that the book was going to be not not just about romance, but also about kind of the romance with herself almost and the relationship mm-hmm. that she has with her body because she's a plus-size character and she's very insecure about her looks and her body. And so it was really important for me to take her on a journey where she would be happy by the end of the book with her or – I mean, she's still not 100% happy with, but she's, you know, she's on the right path, I think. So, yeah, yeah, that was really important to me. So that, and I think that part of that came from my own experiences and just as well, my background with, um, I used to work at Girlfriend Magazine and talking to teen girls all the time and Mm. body image is such a universal (laughs) concern, I think. So that was where, I think that's where I didn't consciously start to put that in, but that's where it it emerged through the character of Maisie and became a big part of the book. So both of those aspects are in there. Yes. So, I mean, in saying that, would you say any parts of it are quite biographical? I mean, it's definitely fiction, but there's elements that I took from my life. I think, Mm. especially with your first novel, I don't imagine that anyone can write it completely separate from themselves, their own lives. I definitely put my own insecurities into Maisie Mm. and, um, you know, a lot of the things that I struggle with as a teenager and even as an adult. I had a friend like Maisie has, um, her best friend Anna, uh, isn't the healthiest friend for her and doesn't make her feel very good about herself and I definitely had that one of those friends as a teenager um Mm -hmm. so I drew on those feelings again it's all that this you know it's a fictional character but I I think the the emotions are the authentic part yeah yes which helps make it nice and realistic and people appreciate that (laughs) so how important do you think it is that there's representation for particularly for Australian young people in fiction because like you said there's not a whole lot to choose from I think it's vital because you don't – I think one of the reasons that you read is to feel less alone. And so if you don't see yourself in anything that you read, you can end up feeling even more isolated, you know. And I think as well 
My concern and the reason I wanted to write a very Australian story is that we are so inundated with American pop culture and I love so much of it, but I just think we want to preserve our own culture as well and see it flourish. So it's really important, I think, that we have Australian stories and especially um, Australian teen stories because they're not the kind we really see even on our screens or in the movie theatres. You know, Australian dramas or movies that do get made don't tend to cater for teenagers. Yeah. Uh, So I think the YA scene is really important. And as well, like, we also need more diverse stories even within that, you know. There's, you know, not everyone is thin, white, straight and all of that. So I think, you know, a a flourishing local literary scene that hopefully embraces that diversity um, is really important for teenagers and for everyone to, to feel, to feel less alone and to feel seen and to feel good about themselves. Yes. So why then (laughs) did you have Maisie enter a beauty pageant, which I mean, personally, I mean, like, I love that part as well, but why not something more typically Australian? <laughs> That's a good question um, because it, I guess beauty pageants are very American, and mm. I did have a I did question myself of like, do they even happen in Australia? I mean, I'm I'm personally I'm fairly certain they do somewhere. They do because I read. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just not something. When I read the back, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> look, I'm going to be honest. The beauty pageant came purely because I needed something for Maisie to challenge herself mm. and. I knew it had to be about her negotiating her body and her relationship with her body. And so I actually did go through a few different options. And originally she was going to enter because she's staying at like a daggy kind of caravan park (laughs) for the summer holidays. And so originally it was going to be um, a talent show of Christmas talent show at the at the caravan park, which was really daggy. But um, I can visualise that very yeah, clearly. Yeah, I know. Kind of taking cues from Dirty Dancing as well, because Dirty Dancing is a heavy influence in the book, and there is that daggy talent yeah. show for them as well. But the reason I settled on the beauty pageant was I just felt like it was a little bit more loaded mm. in terms of the body image, and I thought there was more I could explore there. So, look, it is very American, the concept, but I think mm. my pageant in the book is quite Australian. It's not a fancy pageant. It is, <laughs> it's a little daggy in itself. Mm. Um, so, you know, which is, I embrace the dagginess of Australia. So yeah, that's that basically, but I needed, I wanted her to have something where she was getting out of her comfort zone and getting past some of her insecurities. And that's where the beauty pageant came in. Very, very nice answer. All right. So what made you decide to write it in a journal format as opposed to just straight up prose? That's a good question. Originally, I had it in straightforward prose Mm -hmm. and I started writing it, oh, probably about 2014, 2015 was when I first started writing it. And I basically wrote about 10,000 words maybe and put it away because I thought this is terrible I can't do this put it away for like six months and then got it out again and I and I rewrote those 10,000 words over and over again repeated that process about five times just rewriting those first 10,000 words and I couldn't get any further in the story Mm. and I was so frustrated with myself and looking back in hindsight I didn't know this at the time but in hindsight what I was actually what was stopping me was I couldn't quite find the voice of Maisie and um, and that was what was holding me up. And I actually was staying at my parents' place here in Marilla and um, my dad made me like clean out some of my high school um, textbooks and, in- and English books and that kind of thing. I had a box of them under my bed. And in that I found this old high school, this journal that I had to keep for HSC English mm. that was – 
basically I had to keep a log of things that I'd experienced that related to the themes of the area of study. And I was shocked at how much of a smart ass I was <laughs> in this journal that I handed into the teacher. And just reading back some of my comments that I was like, I can't believe that I was that ballsy at <laughs> 16. Um, I, that gave me the idea to try uh, the journal format and specifically like a homework journal for Maisie because I thought this I could maybe just have some fun with this and do something interesting with it and as soon as I tried that it, it totally unlocked her voice for me and that was when I was able to then go on and actually finish the manuscript finally um, so that really helped and I, I don't know if I could have done it in straightforward prose after that after all that yeah, yeah. so we're all just helping out yeah in the way that we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, when did you know that you wanted to be a writer? How did you go about making that a reality? I wanted to be a writer ever since I was a little kid. I think I remember being, I think probably year two is my earliest memory of like being really enthusiastic about writing and um, my teachers telling me that I had a talent in writing and telling my mum that I had a talent in writing, I should be a writer. Mm. I had really terrible handwriting and my mum says like my... (laughs) My teachers were like, don't don't worry about her handwriting because the content is good. And I was like, that's still the same. So mm. luckily now I can type. Um, <laughs> but no, and I think so I always wanted to be an author. I remember, um, you know, you know when you're a kid you want to be a bunch of things, but like being an author was something that never changed. And I was obsessed with the Babysitter's Club. And so mm. I think I wanted to grow up and write Babysitter's <laughs> Club books. I can completely understand yeah. that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was something that I've always wanted to do and then – um, I think I was too scared for a long time when I got a little bit older and just was really overwhelmed with the concept. So I kind of put it off for a while and became a journalist, which is still a writer, but very different form of writing. Mm. Um, and so, you know, was doing that and always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to write a book. And so that was when I started writing bits and pieces. I did some courses, just some short courses um, at the Australian Writers' Centre that were like six weeks long to try and figure figure out how to actually write a book. So I was like, mm. I read a lot of books, but I don't know how to write one. And then basically, as I said, I started writing this one in about 2014, 2015. And I thought, oh, it'll just be something that I can practice with just for fun because I was so intimidated by the whole prospect. But, of course, I'm a perfectionist, and so I wanted to finish it and do it as best as I could anyway. And, you know, and as well, once I started developing Maisie, I quickly realised that this wasn't just, like, a practice thing that I wanted yeah. to just put away. It, it was something that I actually did really care about. So, but that, I mean, then it still took me a couple of years to complete it. I mean, I think I think I signed the deal with Pan Macmillan in, towards the end of 2017. So, I think mid-2017 was when I actually finished the manuscript. So, it took me a good three three years, I guess, to finish the book. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> what would you tell any aspiring writers who are listening? Any tips? <laughs> I would tell any aspiring writers to get out of your own head. <laughs> I know that sounds weird because writing comes from your head, but, like, <laughs> in terms of, like, don't stop yourself and don't overthink it. I'm a mm. big overthinker and I held myself up for a long time because I thought, what if it's not good enough? I can't do this or this is a terrible idea, like, I still don't know what I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> um, but I think you've just got to push past that because you can't, you know, it's a famous saying, you can't edit a blank page. You can't publish a blank page. You've got to start somewhere and you've got to give yourself permission to do a messy first draft because you can yep. always go back and finish it and, mm-hmm. and fix it. 
but um, if, it, if you don't do it in the first place, you can't do anything with it. So I think, yeah, just um, just get out of your own way and, and write for yourself as well. I think I was really hung up for a long time on um, what a publisher might want or what people might want to read and I had to let all of that go and just think, what do I actually want to write and what am I going to enjoy writing? You know, have got to the end of the manuscript and just be happy that I've written it. Even if no one else reads it, even if no one ever wants to publish it, I just want to be happy that I've written it. And I think that should be your first priority. All right. So let's get to the real questions. (laughs) Who were your favorite YA authors growing up? My absolute favorite was Melina Marquetta, which I feel like (laughs) everyone says that, but there's a reason. She's so good. (laughs) She's the queen. And, you know, when I was growing up, this is showing my age a little bit, but uh, looking for Ella Brundy was the only one, only book she had out mm. when I was a teenager, and so I, I think I, I think I got gifted it when I was about thirteen. I subsequently got given it about twice a year by different people, <laughs> um, so not with multiple copies, but that was okay because I kind of read through them to the point where the cover was falling off. Because so I did, I reread it constantly, and that mm. was just such an um, important book to me. It was like a best friend that when I needed it, and every time I read it, because I was at different ages I would find something different in it yeah yeah that was like my number one I think and I honestly I think I just reread that constantly I mean when I was younger as I said I read the babysitters club but that's Mm -hmm. not quite YA but yeah it was mainly Melina Marquetta and it was such a thrill um to get her to do my blurb on the cover of my book that was Um, very cool yes (laughs) yeah to have her actually read my book in the first place and then say really nice things about it was amazing and I got to meet her and she was really lovely and honestly that was like the best part of the whole publishing journey it's like just if you have a favorite author all you need to do is write a book and get it published and maybe you'll get to meet them life goals yeah um do you have any way recommendations for our listeners to try once they're finished with your book Oh, I do. I really loved um, It Sounded Better in My Head mm. by Nina Kenwood. That's a really sweet Australian rom-com that came out earlier in the year. The Surprising Power of a Good Dumpling by Wei Chim. I want to read that one. It's really yeah. good. Um, she's a wonderful writer. It's just such a warm and um, lovely but also authentic exploration of mental illness specifically in a Chinese Australian family mm. which I think is something that like we don't see represented enough um, I really love Beautiful Mess by Claire Christian gosh anything by Kath Crowley and Fiona Wood they're my favorites as well and I love Jenny Han and Stephanie Perkins yeah. um, from America as well they're they're my favorite rom-com authors in the way field yeah <laughs> Um, and I mean, you might have already said this, but what is your all-time favorite book ever? Oh, my all-time favorite book ever is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Yeah. I have to say, um, because gosh, it's just a classic, isn't it? Obviously, yes. and Mister Darcy <laughs> is just the ultimate dream guy. Yeah. Um, and I love Lizzie; she's a wonderful heroine. I, I reread that probably every year, and it's just it's a comforting, warm blanket. Yes, um, you know. it is a brilliant book. Yeah, I have a friend who collects it, and she's got like seventy copies of it. Oh wow! Yeah. Gosh, I have like three copies. And I thought <laughs> that was impressive. That's good. Yeah, so it definitely, definitely is a good book. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of great characters, I really liked your characters, particularly Beamer. I love him. Thank he you. He was great. Thank you. Um, but if you could design the perfect partner using traits of famous YA characters, which would you choose and why? Okay, this is a great question. I love this question. 
I would say definitely I love Peter Kavinsky from To All the Boys mm-hmm. I've Loved Before. So I want to take his good looks <laughs> and also his, like, I want to say soft masculinity. I really love the way he's, like, a bit of a buffhead jock, but he has this sweetness about him and mm-hmm. he's in touch with his emotions and isn't afraid to talk about them. I think that's really nice. So let's take those traits. And I really love – I'm probably saying this wrong – but because you know when you just read something, on yes, the page? and you've got no idea if you're pronouncing exactly. it correctly. But um, and Etienne Saint Clair from mm-hmm. Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins. Yep, I'm gonna take his his romantic side because he's quite sweet. He um, is, and also yes. like his location, Paris. I mean, we can add location yep. into this for sure. That's a trait. Um, <laughs> and I want to, yeah, I want to walk around. I want him to take me around Paris. But anyway. Um, and let's do that. And then I want to say Jonah Griggs from On the Jellicoe Road by Melina Marquetta. Mm-hmm. I want to take his loyalty and his passion and his fierceness. Um, so there you go. That's my perfect yeah. YA guy. Great choices. <laughs> Great you. answers. All right. Well, I think we're pretty much done with that. So thank you so much for chatting with me today, Jenna. It was lovely having you. Thank you for having me. Um, And thank you for joining us, dear listener. Make sure to keep an eye out for our review of Jenna's book, What I Like About Me, which should be up soon. And we'll see you next time. We'll be chat you up.